Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have an incredibly special guest on. Um, This guy, we were just talking before the show started. We went to school together most of our lives. Well, from middle school through through the end of high school, um, we we were friends in school. We're still friends. Great guy. Just reconnected with him a couple of years ago, and um, really really excited to have this this guy on. His name is Tony Coder, and um, he does some incredibly important work now for the state of Ohio. Um, and across the nation. So do me a favor and share this out and get ready to laugh because this guy's funny. Um, but we're going to have fun. So so stay with us, share this out, and we'll see you in a second. And we're back. Let me bring the inimitable Tony Coder to the stage. Tony, welcome. Hey, thank you so much, Ken. It is great to be here. I can't wait. I want to be in that in that kind of uh, that beginning piece where you're breaking through stuff and the rocks are flying. I just want to flow through there. You know what I'm saying? That's so funny, man. So you uh, just so everybody knows, Tony works in downtown Columbus and has an, an absolutely beautiful view there. Of, what is that park called? So this is Columbus Commons. Uh, this used to be the old city center mall, and it's yeah. uh, Columbus tried to do uh, uh, Central Park in a miniature version yeah. uh, here, and uh, there it is. That's awesome. I, I told you my wife used to be the marketing director for the city center mall right that there is, that is very very cool because that was the that was a big time man yeah it really she had I, one of her claim to fames is um she had um Kasich was there um mm-hmm. she had santa claus skydive into the center of city center mall <laughs> <laughs> she i I don't know how she pulled it off, but she did. So, so Tony, um, you know, I started this show about four years ago. You and I reconnected. I guess it's been a couple of years ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've done this four hundred and some odd times now. Wow! But but you know, I I started this show um, to help people have a breakthrough, to get unstuck <laughs> in life, and um, you've certainly been there and you what you're doing now is absolutely incredible um <laughs> joe ingram says i was the marketing director for my <laughs> oh my gosh so funny so so tony talk about um i mean where you were born and raised let's start there man oh man i was born i was actually born in marion ohio Nuh-uh. Yes. Where I live? Yes, Smith Clinic, it used to be called. I don't know what it's called now, but that is, you could go see, uh, there's still a a, a spatter of uh, of stuff uh, from when I was born. So... (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I did not know that. Wow. So, so, um, so you were, you were born in Marion and then what? Grew I up, know where you ended up. Oh, but. Yeah, well, uh, grew up on a little farm uh, near Lewistown, Ohio. Um, and um, man, this Joe Ingram. Uh, you need to have him on the show. I, he's, he's been on. Stuff. He's a good friend of mine. <laughs> he's funny. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Indian Lake uh, all through high school and then uh, got out of there and uh, went to Ohio State uh, for a couple years and uh uh, spent a little too much time on high street instead of in classes. So I had to transfer up to university of Toledo. <laughs> nice. So you all, oh, did you graduate then? Uh, from, from Toledo? Yes. Wow. Okay. And what was your degree? 
just communications. Okay. Um, okay. So it was just a, a simple, you know, kind of communications degree. I thought I was going to go in the ministry. Um, I was uh, spent seven years there. And uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe Ingram is, he's funny. Um, he's the only guy in California that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you, okay. So you, you graduated with a communications degree and mm -hmm. did what after that? So I was a minister. Uh, I was a minister for seven years. That's right. And, uh, then joined, uh, literally got out of, uh, the ministry and went straight into uh, politics. I worked for the governor here. Uh, wow. and there was less, there was less politics in, uh, in state government than there was in the church. Uh, that was that. <laughs> Now, where were you a minister? La Pointe United Methodist Church in Port Clinton, Ohio. I was literally right on the water. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was beautiful. Great people wow. up there. Really? Uh, yeah, it, it, it really was. It was a, it was a good oh, time. Oh, Port Clinton. Uh, that's, I'm thinking, um, what's the town down down south that's the drug capital of Ohio? Oh, Portsmouth. Portsmouth. I was thinking of Portsmouth. <laughs> Clinton is beautiful, man. Yes. Yeah, it's up there by Sandusky. And, and Portsmouth was, I mean, that's the birthplace of NFL football. Portsmouth? Yes. What? Yes, that is the that is the birthplace. If you go to the NFL Hall of Fame, Portsmouth, Portsmouth was where all that started. Well, I, yeah, wow. I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know that. Hey, Mikey, how you doing? He's in Amsterdam. Wow. Much that Amsterdam is much like Portsmouth, <laughs> Ohio. That's <laughs> no, not at all. So, so, okay. So I, I, I guess I didn't know. I remember hearing somewhere, you know, how rumors fly around. Uh -huh. um, I remember hearing that you went into the ministry and I thought, <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There, um, there, there was a shortage. So. <laughs> that is too funny, man. So, so, um, <laughs> I don't even think I should put that up on, on. <laughs> We need to stop, Joe. We need to stop putting because if you put his comments up on the screen, it just makes it worse. <laughs> so, 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 um, so you were in in Port Clinton, which yep. is it is it's beautiful. We go up there. We go out to Putin Bay all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, it's nice out there. So, so seven years in, you yep. decided to leave the ministry. Yeah, it was. Um... It was just as much as I felt called into the ministry, I felt called out of it. And I had, you know, two little kids at the time, um, uh, my first wife, um, and, you know, that was not going well and literally quit without another job um, and just left. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I love the people. It was just, uh, again, there, there was there was something in there where it was uh, the church we were doing a lot of stuff with homeless folks up in Toledo. And one day, one of the church people said, well, you know, we should focus more on people here in, in our church. And it was like, I'm not doing a good job because it's always been like, we should be doing more for people out there. We all know stuff here. So that was like, I'm not doing a very good job. So I left. Wow. And you left without a job. Correct. Did you stay? Um... <laughs> he needs to I... be your guy. <laughs> oh my god, he's he's my he's my audience, Ed McMahon. So 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 um, so you left without a job. Did you stay in that area or did you immediately go? No, I'm, I'm leaving town. I moved back to Indian Lake. Uh, where we front door. Yeah. What? Indian Lake. Cause I had nothing. 
Wow. Um, you know, when I was in, when I was a minister, I was getting, I was full-time minister, but I was getting paid $16,000 a year. You know, that's not the, uh, well, you were rolling. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I was, uh, I had bling, uh, <laughs> as, the, as the kids say. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was rolling out of me like a Kardashian. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. So you, you, um, so you went back to Indian Lake and uh -huh. were you still married? Yeah. Yeah. We, we ended up, I mean, we live with my mother, wow. which was a very long couple of months, you know, wow. she's a nice woman, but you get to be an adult 30 year old and living with your mom again. Yeah, man. No, you gotta, you gotta no, suck it up. No bueno. No bueno. So you, um, so you were living with mom yep. at 30 mm -hmm. with your wife. Yep. And your two kids. Correct. Yes. Wow. Yep. And were people going, hey, Tony, you might want to get a job. Uh, yes. My mother was like, <laughs> uh, you're damn near, uh, you know, 35, son. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. time to do something. What, what are you doing? So what So what did you do? What I mean, what did you do? I mean, because from I grew up at Indian Lake as well mm -hmm. and nothing against Indian Lake. Uh, well, no, there's, I have a, but it, we won't even go there. Um, but anyway, um, there's not a lot of, um, let's just say executive level um, opportunities in Indian Lake, Ohio. Correct. If you live at Indian Lake, you're either a drug addict or you work at Honda or both. Mm -hmm. Or the roll arena. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to wax the uh, little the, the 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 skates. That's that was oh my, my goal. God. Oh, that love Joseph. <laughs> 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 that is too funny. That is actually true too. So 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 so. What did you do? So uh, I applied uh, for a job. I. Uh, at uh, the Ohio Department of Job and Family Services. And I was there for, a, for whatever reason, they hired me. Um, and then within, uh, they asked me to, uh, there was a big transition and they, my job, they had given me a, a special job. And I'm not kidding you, this is government work. My job was to be at this event and release 3000 balloons. Oh my God. So I, so I was over to Kosai and I had 3000 balloons set up and I screwed that up because about the time I was ready to release these things and it was kind of a hot summer day, the um, sprinklers went off <laughs> and they were full of helium. So when you get helium balloons wet, they tend to sink. They do. Yeah. So they wouldn't go off. So then I had to run in and tell the co-side people, please turn the sprinklers off because <laughs> I need these to go into the air. Oh so God. then we finally got that done. They got released. We released 3,000. Then we started getting calls from the Columbus airport because we were floating balloons in their flight path. <laughs> so, <laughs> so... Someone in the governor's office was so impressed with this uh, that I got a call like within two weeks saying, hey, could you come over and do projects with us? No so, way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Shut up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you almost caused some planes to crash. Could you come and work for us? We'd like to. It was probably more about we'd like to kind of keep an eye on you. <laughs> From the highest office in the state, um, we're, we're concerned that you might get another job. And you know, um, so wow, look, look, this has a WKR. <laughs> what was that? Frozen turkeys. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> That is so, dude, that is so bad. Tony is the Ohio Clark Griff. That is so funny. Oh, my God. All right. So, so, dude, I knew we were going to laugh. I didn't know I was going to cry laugh. So, so, 
so you you yep. did nobody nobody said hey um you know three thousand balloons um we're kind of right here where the planes are landing right. and nobody thought that through huh no no one no <laughs> we, we spent months in government uh thinking and it was like what, what bad could happen <laughs> so you know yeah we were uh oh we were, we, we were uh we were pretty embarrassed about that one so uh, oh my god that yeah, is so funny angry angry call from the uh columbus metropolitan your international airport <laughs> oh my god you got the faa involved everybody <laughs> oh my god that is so funny so you you um was that the only job you ever had with with that department so um my original job was working with folks who had um problems with jfs uh, which was everybody, you know, JFS had Medicaid, uh, food, food stamps, um, unemployment, um, child welfare. Um, <laughs> Joe's comment. So, yeah, so yeah, that's how, and for whatever reason, they put me on latex, uh, patrol. Uh, so, uh, that I don't, again, I don't know how this just kind of happened. They, they chose me to do this special project with these balloons and then, uh, I did it and Tony, that's like a, okay. So I'm just in the real world out here. Um, like if you said, Hey, Ken, can you let 3000 balloons go? I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to run to the dollar store and get those. I'll be right back. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I might need to rent a truck for this, but we'll, we'll, we'll handle it. It should be, it'll take, I don't know, probably three, four hours to get them all ready, but, but it doesn't sound like that's what it is in, 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 in the, at the government level. I had a planning committee. No, you did not. I did. Tony. We had a planning committee. For 3,000 balloons. 3,000 balloons. Shut up. It was fantastic. <laughs> he's, oh, look, he's, <laughs> oh, my, oh my god this is so funny so okay wow you had a planning committee i'd be mm -hmm. like i'm talking to my wife hey i gotta get three thousand balloons where do i get those <laughs> the dollar store they have them and they're how much are they should we, should we have a meeting about the budget? They're a dollar. They're a dollar. So it's going to be $3,000 meeting adjourned. Uh -huh. Okay, good. But that's not. No, that's not the way government does it. Oh, my God. We got a committee. We got a committee. That is so funny. Um... <laughs> yes. Nobody thought of sprinklers or aviation. In our planning committee. <laughs> Did you walk in and go, you're all fired? <laughs> it was like, over. Oh, my God. So, all right. So, the governor calls you. Was it the governor or the governor's office? So, it was the governor's office. And um, they said, hey, Tony, we would like for you to uh, interview over here for this gig. And uh, special projects. You handled that special project well. Um, so I guess if a plane didn't go down, we handled it well, um, oh and uh, ended up uh, meeting with uh, uh, actually First Lady Hope Taft and, um, uh, oh, and well, all the way back. back to Taft. Yeah. Wow. And phenomenal people. I know yeah. that they're but they were they're really really great people. And uh, I remember had an interview with. Uh, Mrs. Taft and uh, and the chief of staff at the time, and I walked out of there and called my wife at the time, and said, "I I you know this is not every day, but I made you know I was the biggest a hole um, in front of the first lady. Not everybody can say that. What? It was the worst interview I've ever done in my life. No, they but they liked my honesty. How? <laughs> Governor thought you were. 
<laughs> so, so, okay. So tell 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 us how you were, uh, how you were. Um, yeah. So uh, he was getting hammered pretty hard on some subject, and uh, we talked about uh, you know how I would handle some of these uh, things if we were out in public, and you know I made a joke of you know my God, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want your husband's job. Why would I, you know, why would I, I was 35 or why would I, uh, you know, why would I answer that question? I don't want his job. And, and her response back to me was, well, he wouldn't want yours either, but it has to be done. And so there was, but it was, it was just the strangest interview. And, and again, I walked right downstairs and I was, uh, you know, had a little flip phone back at the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just made an a-hole out of in front of myself, in front of the first lady of Ohio. So, and 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 they still hired you. Uh, the chief of staff told me later um, that she really appreciated my honesty, um, and that I, uh, for what I guess, some answer gave her that I could actually do the job. And it was supposed to be a six-month gig, and it turned into a six-year gig. Oh my God. Until the end of the term. So, so at the end of the, that's, that's interesting. Cause you know, as, as I told you, my wife, there she is. Look, she was at the fair when Taft was in office. <clears throat> so, and, and that's a state job. Her, uh -huh. her position was um, as marketing director. <laughs> so, so you guys were working at this at the at the same time. That's crazy. We we probably met at some point because we all the you know the governor always stayed the night in the fairs. Oh the yeah, yeah. That, so, she made arrangements. She had she has stories about like Newt Gingrich was here and she uh -huh. gave him a tour of the fair and on a golf cart and all that and That's yeah awesome. she uh, she she knew all those people. So so. Um, so you got the job. Uh -huh. you start, what are some of the projects you do for special projects for the governor's office? That sounds. So it was a lot of drug and alcohol, uh, you know, work. Um, yeah. Maybe uh -oh. that's why they thought, yeah, <laughs> this guy's. Really? Yeah. It was a lot of drug and alcohol work uh, that I did. Like doing uh, what? Um, like uh, helping communities uh, figure uh -huh. out drug policy stuff and. Uh -huh. Um, uh, with their, with their projects, um, for one summer, I spent the entire summer, um, Mrs. Taft wanted to build 25 habitat houses in a summer. And so I was just doing like habitat, um, uh, you know, habitat houses. So basically I would be under the first lady trying to catch her in case she fell off a roof or something. Cause she would oh literally get up on roofs what? and yeah. What? Yes. She had a little tool belt and all that. Wow. Joe, <laughs> Joe remember the honest a-hole that everyone talked about. <laughs> that was Tony. That's so funny. Um, so she said, yes, I think she's referring to him spending the night there at the, the fair. Um, so that's interesting so because we're gonna get to what you're what you're doing mm -hmm. now for the state mm -hmm. which is unbelievable um and and I do want to talk about we did I I didn't ask you if I could talk about it but we're going to yeah um but um she worked with Madeline Cohen okay oh Mardell Mardell uh-huh do you know who that is mm -hmm. yes I do is that a boy or a girl <laughs> Uh, from uh, from what I remember, it was a female, but I, uh, you know, uh, um, so, so that was a male. I don't know. You know, Sorry. yeah, you like I know the name. So, um, <laughs> at the end of this, you'll find out. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that is so funny. So, and Debbie is a local, she's down in Chillicothe. So, um, oh, she's, awesome. she's awesome. She's, she's awesome too. So yes, I guess that was a female. So, um, 
you talk about like some of the like the changing of the guard that's mm -hmm. always fun mm -hmm. um for people at state level you and i talked about we have a mutual friend d yep. Yep. um that that you know i've talked to him about it because you know bci he was with bci for a long time and uh -huh. the change of the guard man that's always interesting so um what what happens to your job your position when the governor changes so what they did was um they uh they sent me back in november and we were out in january they sent me back to job and family services oh, and to, to go look at you know go look for jobs because we all knew that you know once it was over and um you know taff was a republican and Strickland, the incoming governor, was a Democrat. So, um, uh, you know, it's time to look for a job. And for whatever reason, uh, I'm doing my work and the new administration comes in and every day you're like, oh, I'm going to get fired today. Um, and at that point, I was divorced and had two, uh, you know, two little kids, two little boys, and uh, was a single dad by myself um, and uh, raising them. Mm. And... Um, it was uh, so, so every day it was kind of fearful and you're reaching out to a lot of folks and the new administration, the gov like governor Strickland came in and the director of JFS for whatever reason uh, liked me and said, I need someone who knows where the, you know, basically where the bodies are buried. And they need someone who knows about government. Wow. Um, you know, the Democrats have not had held office in 16 years. They just right. didn't know. So they kept me on. So then I worked for a Democrat administration. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. See, see what getting an A, you should change this. Being an a-hole with Ken Walls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Right. So, so you, so, okay. So you, wow. And then uh, how long was Strickland in? For Four, years. Four years. Four years. Okay. And mm -hmm. then who was who was after that? Kasich. Kasich. Okay. Yep. How and you stayed on with Kasich uh, for a couple of months. Oh. And then I was offered a position outside of uh, that. I really um, state government is is taxing. Um, yeah. You know, for all the 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 stuff they take. Um, you know, it's a taxing job because you have to stay in a little teeny box. There's no creativity. You know, you're, you're kind of watching every word, you know, every email that you ever send, you know, could be on the front page of the dispatch or whatever newspaper, you know, so you really have to, you know, be very uh, mindful of everything that you send out. Yeah. Um, and uh, and, you know, this is actually the chief of staff for Hope had taken over an organization and she asked me to come back. So I was like, all right, we'll do this. Wow. So, yeah, she's a phenomenal lady. Her name's Marcy, and she's just absolutely, quite frankly, the one person who believed in me more than anybody else and completely changed my career path. So where did you end up going? So it was a place called Drug Free Action Alliance where we did drug prevention. Wow. And I was uh, the medical marijuana expert um, for <laughs> Ohio. Um, wow. And, you know, obviously on the prevention side, we were uh, not in favor of... Uh, uh, of uh of marijuana legalization um but yeah i mean you know i i never uh used it but every time i got introduced you know it was always uh, tony coder who knows more about marijuana than anybody and it's like it's not you're <laughs> like i really don't like that label y'all <laughs> <laughs> right. like it comes with some negative connotations here so well, and, and you'd always have to you know you'd always have to start with a joke of Oh, I brought the brownies in the back or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So at least get people, you know, that we're not yeah. just gonna talk about weed. Well, Debbie said, Oh, clearly Joe isn't watching or he's probably sitting there <laughs> typing a book. So, so, so you went into this new position. Mm -hmm. Um so what okay, so why why do they need a a, a, a medical marijuana expert. What, what's like, 
It was it was about the policy. Um, you know, folks who use medical marijuana, um, you know, God bless you, you know, do what you need to do. Um, it's the policies that uh, kind of surround that. So, you know, the potency, you know, right now we have 100 per, you know, 100% THC. And we know that that, um, that that does not help folks who have, um, uh, you know, psychic, you know, issues with mental health, um, you know, earlier onsets of schizophrenia and psychosis. So, you know, it's more about making sure that it's done in a, in a, in a reasonable way, as opposed to just kind of releasing it. And cause it's not an FDA approved drug. So there's not a whole lot of rules around it. Um, so that's why they needed that. Mm, got you. So that was when Kasich was in. Now he served two terms, Correct. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so were you, did you ever go back to work at the governor's level at? No. With Kasich? No. No. Okay. Um, I did go on a national level and uh, worked with a group founded by uh, Congressman Patrick Kennedy. Um, so Ted Kennedy's kid. Wow. Yeah. So in, in Columbus or did you go to D.C.? Uh, I went I was uh, it was a remote position. I went all across the country. So oh my gosh. it was uh, uh, I would go to D.C. Um, once a month uh, for a week. And then uh, a lot of times I was spent uh, all over the country doing different things. My gosh. Wow. Good for you, man. Yeah. So, uh, but you lived in, did you live in the Columbus area? Yep. Or, mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> so where did things go from there for you, Tony? So um, I feel like I should be calling you Mr. Coder. Oh my God, please. That's my dad. I'll call you Mr. You know, walls uh or or oh, kenny boy or whatever i called you yeah hey dog that's why i should call you k dog yeah um no you, sh no, you shouldn't so <laughs> <laughs> no you shouldn't do that um so yeah my you know how did i get here um well after working for uh uh you know, the, the group that Congressman Kennedy had founded, um, my son had an attempt um, and uh, uh, had ended up in the uh, emergency room and they took his phone away. And um, I didn't know where he was for two days. Um, had, a, had a what? He had a what? Uh, suicide um, attempt. So oh um, he, um, you know, he, he sat in an emergency room for two days. They couldn't find any place for him to be. And then on a, I remember it was a Saturday morning in December. He calls me and he's like, uh, hey, dad. Um, uh, it was eight, eight in the morning. Hey, dad, I, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I've been in the hospital and now I'm in a mental health facility because, um, you know, I wanted to take my own life. And I was like, oh. what are you what are you talking about? You know, I mean, um, and going through that with him. Um, wow. it was, uh, I, I, we, we have to change the way that folks with mental illness are treated in this country. Um, oh. so that's my purpose now. And especially for those who have suffered a suicide loss or have struggled with suicidality. I mean, you know, the stigma around that is just, uh, you know, so, so, uh, great. Um, so if that's what I'm trying that's what we're trying to do here now. Wow, man. I did not know that. Um, so how old was your son when he attempted that? Um, 20. Uh, so he's 27 now. So he's 22. So, um, <clears throat> wow, that is scary. Mm -hmm. I, I can't, I like, like Debbie says, can't even imagine. Um, so, okay. And, and at that time you were working for the, the, congressman kennedy mm -hmm. thing yep. mm -hmm. um <clears throat> in that moment yeah you i'm just gonna speculate yep um because that's what politics is about anyway mm -hmm. so speculation <laughs> um i'm kidding but so so you you there was a shift immediately in your life correct in your entire existence on this planet mm -hmm. um and what 
what happened from that point when uh, i mean you didn't wake up the next day okay i'm 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 gonna this is my new mission in life no no and in fact when when this look at this i didn't even know that look i need to connect you and debbie absolutely debbie i would love to be any kind of help you would ever need whether it's helping to promote or um you know showing up and uh uh, meet me. I would love to sit down with you. And um, yeah, yeah. Cause we need every, every uh, person. Uh, she, on she's, she's one of my students and a dear friend of mine, and she actually has a show and she's having trestle on next week. That's awesome. I know. Right. Um, so you guys, I need to connect you. She's, she's a big deal down in Chillicothe. Um Whoa, are you there? Yep, I'm here. I'm sorry, my internet just decided to hiccup. Um, I think the government stopped us uh, after hearing all this. <laughs> right? <laughs> Bastards, stop it now. Um, so, so, um, but you, you, so you, what happened from that, that day, that moment, something had to shift, but where did it go? I hit it. I hid my son's uh, situation um, for a while um, because all I could think of was, you know, I hang with all these folks who, you know, have held high positions. And if I, and, and quite frankly, um, Congressman Kennedy, Kennedy, his whole thing is about mental health. His whole mm. um, ex existence is about behavioral health. He had um, substance use issues and talks a lot, is very open about um, the Kennedys, um, mental health issues that they struggled with as a family. Um, right. So, but I didn't want anybody to know my situation. And it was actually, uh, it was about two years later, um, this job came open and this, um, they, they called me and said, hey, Tony, can you come in and fix this place? It was kind of a, a mess. And I, you know, I said no twice. And um, first, because I uh, didn't want folks to know about my own personal issue, uh, you know, uh, family issue. And then um, uh, the place was just kind of a mess. Um, they had just been defunded. We had they had four thousand dollars in the bank that they didn't tell me about till later. And so, I mean, we there was nothing going on. And you're talking about what department? Uh, I'm talking about here. I know, but nobody knows watching what department we're talking oh, about. So um, we're a nonprofit, um, the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're a nonprofit, and um, uh, and then so I turned it down twice. Uh, the guy who offered it to me came back and said, "Tony, we really need you to take this." And wow. um, I remember talking to to that gentleman on a Thursday and Saturday. My son calls uh, the one who. Um, who, who was struggling. And he said, dad, what you do about that job? I said, Oh my God, it's a big lift. And you know, I don't want your stuff out there. Cause you know, I don't never want to hurt you. And he said, uh, dad, would you do it for me and kids like me? So that's why I'm here. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Wow, dude. Wow. So, <clears throat> okay. That just choked me up. So, um, I don't even know what to say. Um, so you obviously you said, "All right, this, yes. this is where this is Correct. where the 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 universe or God or what is yep. pushing me here." Absolutely. Um, so, so you called your guy back and said, yep. "All right, I'm in." Yep. Um, Immediately after talking with my son, I called him and said, "You know, Terry, I'm I'm I'll do this for you." Wow. And and. Talk about what, um, because, you know, what you and I talked about at the beginning of the pandemic, because I, mm -hmm. I and I've brought this up. Uh, I don't even know how many times mm -hmm. on live streams. I've said a buddy of mine runs the Ohio Suicide Prevention Hotline or I don't mm -hmm. know what it's called. But mm -hmm. um, but you said that the line that your your call rates went up dramatically. Yes. So suicide. I mean, actually, like people actually doing it worldwide. And we're 
Yeah, we're seeing a spike right now, Ken. That, I mean, it's just really quite frightening to, to us. Really? Uh, yeah, in 2022, yeah. The first three or four months have been really, in some counties, it's been really, really, um, I know was, uh, there's uh, four or five counties that have already passed their annual numbers in the first three months. What? Uh, so it is, yeah, people are, str- this pandemic um, was not easy on people's mental health. Um, so yeah, and, we're, we're working like crazy. What are the, I mean, if, if there's anybody that, I, that could be called an expert on this, it would be you, um, you know, w- what are the reasons, what are the, what are the reasons that people do? I mean, why? I, I don't, I, I mean, I guess I, I, you know, I'm a recovered alcoholic and there were times when I was like, what's the point mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. of being here, you know, and, um, what, why, why do people do it? Um, it, I mean, a lot of it has to do with mental health, you know, whether you're struggling with de- depression, anxiety, um, there are things called ACEs, which are these, um, it's a great point, Debbie. Um, it is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month and suicide, uh, September Suicide uh, Prevention Month. Um, uh, but, but it's that, uh, you know, there, there's these things called ACEs, which are these childhood traumas. And they know that if you have three uh, more uh, ACEs, you know, and ACEs are things like divorce or child, you know, neglect or abuse or even, um, you know, these things. Actually, uh, your, your wife has a great point. Um, the number one cause of death, and we're seeing it more and more, um, it's not a large number, thank God yet, but um, it's still the number one cause of death for kids ages 10 to 14 is suicide, you know, 10 year olds. Um, and I go to a number of funerals and to see those little children, you know, in a a box they shouldn't be in, um, is just heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, it's, it's mental health, it's ACEs. It's also, you know, things like loss of relationship. Um, loss of job, um, you know, the, these, it's kind of that perfect storm where everything, um, and they also, the thing that kind of um, is fascinating to me is there is such a burdensome, they, they can, you know, folks can almost talk themselves into, I am such a burden to others that they are better off without me here. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a perfect storm of everything uh, happening. And kids, it's a little more, you know, there's obviously mental health, but they can be more impulsive um, in their actions. Um, so, yeah. Do you do you think, you know, I've heard all these these things about um, our kids in some of these video games and how they're desensitized to um, death. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like a video game to them. Mm-hmm. Um do you think that has any bearing on, on some of this? I, I do think phones do, <clears throat> social media. Because, I mean, when you and I were kids, Ken, if, if we got bullied or picked on or whatever, we went home at 3 o'clock or 2.30 or whenever Indian Lake Middle School let out. Yeah. Um, and uh, now it's 24-7. You know, I went to a funeral of a young man who, uh, you know, was just bullied constantly, 15 years old was bullied, could not get away from that cycle. Um, and, and he never told his mom. Um, uh, but the school kept saying, well, you know, nobody wants to eat with your son at lunch, so he has to go eat lunch in the band room. Um, I mean, that's how bad things were for this kid. And then he, on, on his Instagram, uh, posted a, you know, if anybody, I'm going to give people 30 minutes. If anybody cares about me, um, then let me know or I'm going to, in my life and no one in 30 minutes said they cared about him. So, you know, he's no longer here. Um, so it's a, yeah, it's a, you know, for kids, it's a, it's a rough way. Yeah. Phones are, are, you know, to me that that's a, that's an issue. Um, there, there's no connectedness, you and you know, when we would chat, we would chat about things and kind of, you know, yeah. be able to laugh it up or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, these, all you do is text and things. Yeah. Yeah. So what, in, in your opinion, what, 
what what can we do I, you know I, I, let me share my opinion about it i i for the the longest time and you know i'm not a a, a religious guy i'm a spiritual guy for mm -hmm. sure um but for the longest time i've said and a lot of people say we need god back in our kids lives we mm -hmm. need god back in the hearts of of people mm -hmm. right like not mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about necessarily going to church, but hey, why not? You mm -hmm. know, or or whatever it is. But what do you think the greatest thing is? This is your opinion. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be based in science. Um, but what what is the number one thing we can do to to prevent suicide? I, I mean, yeah, talk about it. Ask literally if you see somebody who's not acting right, who, you know, who kind of was withdrawn from your, your, your friends has maybe been moody. Just ask them, how you doing? And under, and, and being ready to say, okay, I'm with you here. We're going to, you know, we're either going to get you help or we're going to talk about it. You know, just letting them know that they're not alone. Um, the stigma around suicide, especially among men is really, really uh, great. Um, and, um, you know, I, I work for the Cincinnati Reds, um, on getting messages out to men. And it's funny, the men has have told us, don't talk to me like, or don't like put it in a pamphlet where I can look at it. Yeah. So instead we have in every men's bathroom in red stadium, a message about, uh, you know, if you need help contact this number. Um, so that as they're sitting there and no one's looking at them and no one's, you know, seeing what they're doing, they could take a quick picture. Um, and, and they uh, and men have said that that is much more helpful than actually, uh, you know, having a pamphlet or something they're going to have to pick up. Sure. Sure. And that so that's that's one stadium. Mm -hmm. um, are you doing anything with like Ohio State or? Um, so, well, Ryan Day's dad took his life, um, coach Day's dad. Wow. Um, so, you know, he's been really, really open and honest about, um, you know, Harry Miller, um, and, and has been helpful there. So he's been a great champion for us, uh, for suicide prevention and mental health. Um, yeah, we're working, you know, this whole gun debate that we're having right now again, and, you know, and, um, uh, our, our thought is we don't want to get into the gun debate because that just turns, you know, one side of the argument off. So instead, what we're doing is we're working with gun shops because what we found is, I mean, gun shop owners don't want their, you know, don't want people killing themselves as much as anybody else. Right. They have right. kids and family. And all. So we work with gun shops to help distribute um, suicide prevention information uh, when they buy, you know, a handgun or something. So we work with anybody and, you know, the construction industry. I go to construction sites and we uh, take them lunch or something and, um, you know, just have a conversation. So we work with anybody and everybody uh, to try well, to get. You know, I have a, a friend and a client that uh, he's out in California. He may be watching. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, Jose and I, I was talking to Jose and he was a railroad engineer for. Mm -hmm and conductor for for i think 25 years or so but he you know i said did you ever have people he's oh yeah all the time i said what like so you know it's it, yeah. it they're gonna find a way is the uh -huh. point i remember when my office was over in powell um there was a 17 year old kid that worked at 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 the local um Culver's mm -hmm. and that day I we heard about uh, this kid his dad was yelling at him and he mm -hmm. was running late for work or I don't know the kid got on his bicycle rode up to the railroad tracks and jumped in front of the train mm -hmm. and and you know which is horrible I mean absolutely horrific what I mean where on what how do we scale this how do we scale I'm sure you ask yourself this every day. Mm -hmm. How do we, how do we scale this more? How do you scale? Um, especially when I, I mean, I'm a recovered alcoholic. Mm -hmm. I, I think that, that, you know, I almost killed myself drinking. I don't know mm -hmm. how many times mm -hmm. unintentionally, but, but yeah. you know, how many, how, 
denial is so strong, man. It's so strong. And, and, and that it don't, it's that one moment where somebody just, just, you know, Johns Hopkins says that the time now you, you, people usually plan their suicides for a number of weeks. Adults do. Wow. But, but Johns Hopkins says uh, they have stats that show that 71% of suicides that literally from the time they say, yes, I'm going to kill myself to actually, um, uh, you know, do doing it um, is one hour. If you can get in that person's sphere within an hour and make it even a little, that's why we kind of promote, you know, gun safes and gun locks and, and things like that. Because if you make it a little bit hard, um, you can actually uh, reduce suicide numbers. Um, because something mm. happens after that hour that people like, wait a second, what am I doing here? Um, so it really is that almost uh, tiny bit of time that you can save a life. Wow. That's incredible. I, yeah, I think, again, I, I, there's, there's m many, many, many ways people, um, I, I think what it comes down to is, is the mental health part yes. of it, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Because um, whether it's uh, a, a, a somebody walking into a school with a gun, which is just heartbreaking, mm -hmm. um, uh, that happened the other day in Texas, that, that's just heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, or, or it's, it's, it's somebody, um, like up in, where was that Wisconsin last year that drove the truck through the crowd and, yeah. or mm -hmm. the car or whatever it was at the parade. And, um, like, you know, people, ha my, my, I guess my question is how do we get the people that are, that are thinking about harming themselves and or other people, mm -hmm. how do we get to them? And, and, and I, I don't know, I'm not sure even how to ask the question, really. I don't know what the question is. <laughs> we have, we have an hour training called QPR, which is question, persuade and refer. And we teach people how to ask the question. Cause that is the, a big, like, I don't even know what to say. And honestly, research shows over and over the best question you can ask are, are you thinking about killing yourself mm. that bluntly because that releases that burden from that person that means that oh i don't think you're a strange person or anything like that and uh and they're more willing to talk about it the other thing with parents is i know with my son i kept putting it in the uh you know he was struggling you know mentally um you know depression anxiety um all of these things and i kept putting in the bucket of it's just a phase it's just a phase, you know, and and again, it kind of went back to my own ego of, you know, if people know that my kid's depressed, then they're going to say I'm a bad parent and blah blah blah. And you know, mental illness is a mean disease, yeah. and um, we just, uh, you know, if you're seeing those things, I tell you what, I've not I've not heard one parent or one family say I did too much. I always hear them say I didn't do enough. So. Oh man, yeah. Wow, that's powerful right there, man. That's super powerful. So you're also so you're the what's your title there? You're the I'm the executive director, Grand okay. Football. The the you're the the big Kahuna. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you just recently got a national um, mm -hmm. something. What it what what's that? Talk about that. So I'm the chairman of the board of uh, the American Association of Suicidology. Um, again, we, uh, you know, we need to get this message out nationally. Uh, five people in, in Ohio die every day to, su you know, by suicide and 140 people do nationally. You know, that's 140 folks that are having wow. the worst day of their lives. A day, every day, yeah, every day, every day. Oh my God. So, wow. yeah, it's, a. Uh, so, you know, let's uh, we, we need to do this nationally, get the word out, you know, Naomi Judd and, the and uh, you know, what happened there, you know, uh, yeah. a woman who had everything. But again, mental illness is a mean disease and it wants to take you down. You got to get, you know, we, we got to help others, you know, get hold of it. There's so many examples of famous people. I mean, Elvis, Elvis, mm -hmm. Elvis, he died of a drug overdose, but it was suicide. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. he may not have thought I'm doing this to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's so many, 
you know, you and I chatted about this the other day. Uh, there's so many people that die of alcoholism every yep. single day. Mm-hmm. That's suicide by alcohol yep. and drugs and, and everything else. And, you know, you look at, um, I have a, a friend out in Beverly Hills that he has a, a show, mm-hmm. um, a rock and roll show. It's called 27. It's all, it's Janis Joplin and, and all the, the, the famous people that died at 27 years old and they all died. They were all famous. Jimi Hendrix, you know, they were all uh, at the top of their careers, but Mm -hmm. they died from drug overdose Mm -hmm. typically. Right. Which is a, do you consider that a form of suicide or on a death certificate? No, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty good friends with Chris Farley's brother. Uh, Tommy. And, uh, you know, Tommy uh, talks a lot about, you know, Chris could have never, you know, uh, done it in a quick fashion, but he he was doing it to self-medicate and he knew he was going to die. He knew at 33 that he was going to die because of he, he was so uh, uh, he loved Jim uh, John. Um, yeah. John Belushi so much. And that was his hero. Yeah. And John Belushi died at 33. So, you know, he, he, in his mind was like, that's how much time I got, um, you know, and, and every, every person, now I, I know that it's not every person in the world, but every person that I've ever spoken to who's an attempt survivor has said, I didn't want to die. I just wanted the pain to go away. I wanted to stop hurting. Mm. So, you know, it, it's not so much that they want to go. It's just that they want to, um, you know, they just want the pain to go away. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I really, I, there's gotta be, I sit here and I think about, um, being an influencer on social media. And I think about other people that are friends of mine who are influencers on social media. And I think about, you know, you told me somebody else um, that is very famous that you're you're doing some work with. Um, yeah. Are you Henry, allowed to talk about that? Yeah, Henry Weekler's coming to town. Uh, we're going to have a, a a big event in September um, to wow. to raise awareness. And you know, Henry never um, had suicide attempts, but he um, he also but but he did struggle. He talks a lot about his parents, um, and he's done it publicly. So I'm not sharing anything. But his parents, uh, he has dyslexia and his parents for, you know, his entire childhood um, said, uh, called him dumb dog in German. Um, So he was just known as dumb dog. And he talks about how. And so that's what he's going to come talk about is how he transit, you know, how he took that pain, how he overcame it and how it kind of drives him to uh, what he's doing today. So you've got the Fonzarella or Fonzarelli coming to town. That's oh, that's yeah. that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, hey, you know, I met him years ago during my divorce. Um, he was he's such a nice man, and I've known him for whatever twenty years now. He would he 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 would call and talk to me about how I was doing, and like what? he's he's Henry, you know. He's such a good guy. Why is he, you know, but he was such, he's such a, a genuinely nice human being. And, uh, you know, it was just, it's always meant so much to me that he did that because that was a oh real God. rough time for me. Dude, that is, that is incredible, man. Yeah. That's so incredible. I, I really, um, I think what you're doing, Tony, is quite possibly one of the most important jobs. I mean, I, I, I don't mean to oversimplify your position, but you know, it, it, the, the, the bottom line is, is your job is to get the word out. But, but Ken, I couldn't do that. I mean, you have one of the most important jobs because, you know, I'm sitting here in Columbus overlooking Columbus comments and trying to get out to people. You have this audience that I can't reach. So you have to me, the most important job. Well, you're reaching them right now, dude. But that's that's what is so important, and that's why I'm so grateful that you had me on this morning. I, dude, I'm so I, I'm so grateful that you and I reconnected, and and you know, growing up, I I I don't I don't remember a lot. I used to drink a lot. I don't know if you remember that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but um, <laughs> you know, um, I, I know we were friends. We. Right. At least, 
We at least cheated in algebra together. Uh, <laughs> hey, do you remember what well, what was that teacher's name? Um, there was the algebra teacher in eighth, seventh or eighth grade. He always smelled like cigarettes and he always had a, a string of spit. Mr. Van Ark. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. Every time I still make the hey, you got a Van Ark here. And you have to explain what it means. But <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. Holy crap. Oh, that's so funny. Dude, you're you're incredible. I'm so grateful. And and um listen, you have my commitment, and I mean this. Um we can go live once a week and talk about this and 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 anytime. And and I mean that. Like this, this is really, really important. Um, unfortunately, I, I've, I've seen how it affects people, suicide, um, and, and very, very close to, to my family. And, um, you know, I, it's important and, and I want to help in any way that I can. And this is my buddy, Bob Denell. Bob is a mental health expert and goes out to, um, to these, he, he literally will get in his car from California and drive to Nebraska. If there's been some kind of a big mm -hmm. shooting or anything and he'll go and he, he talks with people, he goes on scene. Like he goes to wow. the Walmart or to the place and oh, like the Bob's a, an unbelievable, another guy that you should connect with, um, an amazing human being. So, um, you know, you are, you're a good dude, man. I love what you're doing and I'm in, I, I want to help in any way I can. Well, latex so. to suicide, who, you know, it's, it's a path of least resistance. <laughs> you're like, oh, the balloon story is so funny. If you guys didn't hear the balloon story, you've got to you've got to go back to the beginning and watch this replay and hear Tony talk about his, um, his oh, that's so funny. Tony, you're a good dude, man. Is there a place on social media where everybody can follow you? Absolutely. Yeah. It's Ohio SPF. Um, so Sam, Paul, Frank, um, and uh, that's Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation. Is that uh, we a website? Uh, so that it, that's our Facebook. If you go to ohiospf.org, that is our website. Um, ohiospf.org. Uh, yep. So it, it's, it's everything we do. It's also like even how to have conversations with somebody. You talked about that um, earlier. It's yeah. kind of a breakdown of how to even have that conversation, warning signs. Um, and, and again, Ken, I cannot thank you enough you're taking me to an audience I can't I couldn't be uh, uh, there's my buddy Marcy that I brought up earlier um, so uh, Marcy uh, you you you're the one who put me on this career path so I uh, can't thank you enough as well so. oh that's so awesome wow well I need to connect you with some people yes. I know a lot of um, a lot of people and I'm friends with John Schneider, who's Bo Duke from the Dukes of oh, Hazard wow. and him and him and um, him and uh, Marie Osmond. They're very involved in um, what, what was the organization they started? Um, ah, I can't, I can't, I can't think of it, but um, anyway, they're, 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 yeah. So he's, he's got a heart of, uh, that guy's got a heart like you wouldn't even believe, man. Amazing. There's my, my dear friend, Lena and her husband, Jay Nolan. <clears throat> they're, they're, they're in, listen, we got to bring more awareness about this yeah. topic. Um, because I cannot, you know, I have two daughters uh -huh. and, and I think any parent, um, you know, I, I, I pray for, for the safety of my, my wife and my children every single day and night. Yep. And, and the thought of like a child hurting themselves mm -hmm. and, and taking their own life, mm -hmm. um, or anybody doing that for that matter, yeah. when, when, when they, it, it's, it's preventable. Mm -hmm. I think it's preventable. Mm-hmm. 
So it absolutely is. Um, you know, this is a death we can prevent. Um, and again, it's checking in with each other. It's, it's having the conversation. It's, it's again, you know, not overlooking, you know, to your point with your daughters, you know, I know you do this. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? School go good today. You know, just those interactions are so important to, uh, to, to connecting with, with, with folks. So. Tony Coder, you're, you're a rock star, my friend. You're a rock star and I, I appreciate you. And like I said, whatever we can do to, to help get the word out and, and, and we, we all need to, this is a, this is a, it takes a village. Yes. And, and, and I think that um, we all need to be in on this. 100%. So Tony, thank you for investing your time and, and coming on and sharing such a wonderful message. A lot of laughs. Thank you for, for sharing the balloon story. Cause that's one that'll go. <laughs> There's some outtakes in there that I can. Uh... <laughs> Could you shut off the sprinkler? <laughs> you guys, if you guys didn't see that in the beginning, you got you to go watch the, re- the replay. It was amazing. So Tony, thank you. Thank you to everybody that's been on here. Um, If you haven't shared this out, I will not call you selfish yet because you have a chance to (laughs) redeem yourself and you can share this out and and get this message out to a lot more people. Um, It's it's unbelievably important. And and um, I'm very, very grateful for you, my friend. Thank you. Well, you as well. And again, thank you so much for the opportunity, because this is this exactly what we need. And you are the most important uh piece of this is getting that word out so thank you thank you dude i appreciate you and thank you to everybody who shared this and been here and shared it out and and if you haven't shared it share it if you already shared it share it again and let's keep sharing this message out and tony stay with me i'm going to end the live stream but thank you to everybody have an awesome and safe memorial day weekend And we will see you all very, very soon. Tony, thanks again, my friend. Hey, thanks, Ken. And thanks, everybody, for showing up, too, for all the great comments. That's right. Except for Joe. Joe. (laughs) See you guys.